This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. My guest on the podcast today is Audrey Stone. Audrey is the customer experience lead in the technology area at JPMorgan Chase. She's also started the first ever customer experience day at JPMorgan Chase. Welcome to the podcast, Audrey. Thanks. So happy to be here, Nick. Yeah, me too. Uh, so explain to, to my audience um, what, what you did for CX Day. So um, I started um, at the firm um, just very recently, actually, and about a month in, I asked, hey, what do you guys do for Customer Experience Day? Thinking, very large firm, you know, of course yeah. they have to have this going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was told, what? Um, (laughs) so, you know, I, I kind of explain, you know, customer experience day is a worldwide day recognized on a specific day. Um, and because JPMC is so large, you know, sometimes they're able to have their own days. Right. Um, but this is something that I wanted to make sure when folks came in to the firm that it was something recognizable as an industry standard. Mm. So um, asking my manager, like, hey, would you care if I took this on and created a pilot? Um, And I got the, sure, yeah, okay, no problem. Kind of like, yeah, you're the new girl, sure, I'm sure this is going to go through. This will Um, fade. (laughs) But I'm a huge networker. So I just started talking to different people and found, you know, um, found my people is what I call them, you know, other experienced professionals in the firm. And I was able to eventually find a uh, sponsor, you know, leadership sponsor, senior sponsor. And we were able to do a pilot and it was really great. Um, There was huge collaboration, right? So once I explained to people, you know, this is kind of what I'm, I'm thinking, you know, would you be interested? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, So by no means did I do this all by myself. I mean, there was a huge amount of people, but I will tell you, I called in every single favor, as you know, uh, very well, Mr. Nick, um, (laughs) for all of my speakers, because everybody was external um, until, until we had one inside panel in regard to my, you know, the direct experience managers that I deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I got to experience it. Um, and, and it was amazing. Um, can you explain a little bit to, to the group, uh, what success you did have? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've, found my successes in a lot of different ways, not necessarily how people might think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have live sessions, but we also broadcasted and recorded them um, so that our counterparts around the rest of the world could see um, and participate. So we, we had almost a full room 
the entire day. And even people who um, may have just signed up for one session, they ended up staying for multiples or coming back after lunch and bringing some friends, which I thought was huge, right? Like people are like, what is this? What is customer experience? And um, we really spoke about, you know, we're not just talking about our external clients. We're talking about each other because those that build things and create things for other employees to use or are creating the culture that's employee experience right mm -hmm. so um i think with the educational value that was a big win for me um meeting other experienced folks and keeping and maintaining that relationship on such a positive note was a big win for me. Um, and, and selfishly just kind of getting that attention from some of the higher ups in regard to it. You know, that was, that was really great being a, a brand new employee and then um, cultivating and keeping those relationships with speakers like yourself and, and others that attended. Um, those are all big wins, but the biggest one of all was that there's going to be a year two. The pilot went amazing. Yeah. That's exciting. And so maybe explain a little bit about what you guys have planned for year two. So year two is kind of going to be another pilot, right? Um, we're not doing anything in person because of the wonderful COVID-19 that's, that's going on right now. So um, actually planning everything virtual. However, the change this year is we're going to have some breakout sessions. So we're, you know, we're kind of going towards what my, my beginning goal was, which was to celebrate the um, experience successes within the firm. But last year was all educational. So this year we want to have a little combination and see how that goes. And so we've since brought attention to the experience field. Um, people are aware of it. We can celebrate some more successes and still have, you know, well, I'm not in that field right now, but maybe I want to be, or I'm in this field, yeah. but I don't have that much experience and want to learn more. Mm -hmm. And we're also talking to our counterparts around the world to host their own sessions and their own time zones. Mm -hmm. So we can celebrate it all day long when experience, when customer experience day starts. That sounds like a blast. Um, you know, what advice would you have uh, for anybody else that's interested in, in starting a CX day, but they don't really know where to start? So my um, suggestion, my very first thing is figure out what your goal is. Mm -hmm. You know, like I knew my first year goal was going to be to educate. So I was going to have to find people outside of where I worked. If you have those professionals where you work, you might be able to start with, you know, more of a success day and let's celebrate. Mm. Um, and once it, you really have to network and see if there's interest in people actually to present. I, that's where I started. I started with my presenters. Hey, would yeah. you be interested? Here's what I'm trying to do. Right. Um, and then senior leadership buy-in. Can yeah. I, can I find a sponsor if there's money, you know, to be put towards this event? Um, step three, um, would be ask for help, ask for help. You know, you, I am not the end all be all of everything. I don't know how to do everything, you know, yeah. Hey, Miss designer, can you design something for me? You know, um, Hey, Mr. AV person, can you hook me up this way? Let people, you know, do their thing, give them that autonomy because it, it makes the day so much better because everybody wants to do their best because they know it's, you know, their butt, on, not their butt on the line, but it's, it's their recognition 
for, mm -hmm. for something brand new, but you, you definitely have to have, um, you know, the initiative and the drive because it's above and beyond, you know, regular business hours. Right. Yeah. It's not technically even what you're measured on either because <laughs> it's never started before. Uh, yeah. I would say the last thing is, which you did was have some awesome swag to bring in and, <laughs> and, and hang out and, and uh, to, to share with the people that attend. So yeah, show appreciation. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't believe in walking around, you know, with my nose in the air and my chest puffed out. I believe in, hey, look at what we did. Thank you so much for coming because you helped to make this a success, right? So it's just, they're like my customers. My customers aren't there. There's no reason to have experience day. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So how did you get started in customer experience? It's funny. Um, I, you can probably honestly attribute it all the way back to when I was in high school. Okay. I was working retail, customer service, right? And then I started um, with an insurance company and I was doing claims. Again, customer service, trying to make the one-on-one -on -one experiences. And as I moved around within that company, um, you know, I really helped people, but I I wanted to make more than the one-on-one -on -one difference. I wanted to make a, a greater difference. So it just so happened that a position came up and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this existed. This is, how did they get inside my head? This is exactly what I want to do. You know, like I love numbers and I love data and trying to figure out, you know, the root of the problem. And so um, I started in 2016 and customer experience and honestly has been my passion. Like I, and how many people can say they love their job? You know, I don't mind working. I, I love what I do. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you are fired up about customer experience. That is for sure. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. You know, um, the main topic I wanted to talk about today, it's just a small topic called, uh, uh, it's around CX and UX and EX. So, um, you know, if we could just boil the ocean today, that would be great. Uh, sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the goal, if we want to start at the very beginning, you know, what is the standard definition of each? So for customer experience, you know, it's, it's all the transactions, the perception, somebody, the feeling has of dealing with your company. Right. And there are established best practices. Of course, we like to be certified in this area, right? Nick? Yep. Um, <laughs> and with user experience, you know, um, user experience is making the best of that single touch point. So when I was a claims adjuster, that was a user experience touch point in regards to a customer having insurance with my company. Right. And for employee experience, it's going to be the technology, culture, and um, physical space that we have as employees that um, really give us the full experience. And so what I'm very passionate about is correctly using these terms <laughs> because I think it's really important to understand that no matter where you are, you know, you have to kind of stay in your lane, right? You have to, you have to know where to stay, but these each use, you know, CX practices when you're actually practicing the techniques. 
Yeah. You know, just because somebody is talking to an external customer doesn't mean that their research techniques or how to create a great survey or conduct a focus group changes if they're doing UX or EX. Yeah. So is there people that are in the customer experience or employee experience field who don't necessarily stick to the standard definitions of each? Oh, I think that's anywhere you go. Yeah. I, I really do because some people might be called business analysts, but they're actually doing experience work, right? Mm. Some people might be in marketing, but they're actually doing, ex, you know, um, experience work. They'll be like, Oh, I'm a market researcher. But once you get kind of deep diving into what they do, it's more of maybe um, the research portion of UX or the research portion of customer experience. Yeah. It, it gets kind of, um, <laughs> blurry too because how when does their job end and your right. job begin and how do you run parallel or align these opportunities and say aha from what i heard was you're working on this i'm kind of doing the same thing over here can we maybe work together and, and learn from one of my strengths or maybe what you have availability on and uh, kind of drive this mission forward Absolutely. And, and I also believe on, you know, how mature an organization is and what the capacity is of their experience team. Yeah. So what is the risk of not sticking to these standards? Because there's obviously some sort of risk of saying, well, this is interesting and here's the gray area. Oh my goodness. Yes. So my, you know, employee turnover is real for everybody. Mm -hmm. And when you're a person um, who, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you for me, like, I'm totally passionate. I went and got a certification. It's not the certification yet. Um, <laughs> once testing starts again, but yeah. you, you learn these best practices and you learn these standards mm -hmm. and it's, it's a whole different language. So if I go to, you know, start a new career, you know, with a new company, but in the same field, and they're speaking a different language, but trying to get the same results as what my results are supposed to be, it's incredibly confusing. And not only do you have to learn the new um, business acumen, you're, tr you're trying to understand your own field, you know, um, when you're using industry standard versus company standards, you know, what they created. Right. Yeah, that could definitely be frustrating and, and uh, complex if you're not uh, going off a base of what the standard is because you're Absolutely. kind of making up your own version of the truth. And and you might end up, you know, even if different silos aren't talking to each other, you may end up with duplicative roles, mm. you know, and, and nobody wants that. I mean, we want to be as efficient as possible. So, right. Regardless of the size. So it doesn't matter if you're a fortune 50 company or a SMB company there, you know, they're, they're still, you, you try to drive efficiencies and to lean into business outcomes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what back, you started back in 2016, um, in customer experience, obviously all the way back to, to read your retail days. Um, but in 2016, what do you wish you had known then that you know now? Um, nothing happens overnight. Nothing happens overnight. Um, it is a lesson I think it's a life lesson for me, you know, not just in this particular area. Um, but, you know, um, thinking about, 
you get so ramped up and you get so excited because there's all of these opportunities and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It takes a long time for change to happen, you know? Um, and you also have to be okay with not necessarily always getting the recognition. Mm. And I'm totally fine with that because when others succeed, I know how I contributed to that. I don't need, Oh, good job. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, sometimes it's the, it's the quick wins or even the, the complaints that you will take the brunt end because you are the face of the customer and your, your job is to always do what's best for the customer. And it might not be what that, um, counterpart is measured on. Yeah. Um, and so still being and putting your neck out there a little bit to, to doing that. And, and I think you're spot on, uh, being patient, being strategic on what you're trying to accomplish and maybe lose a battle to win the ultimate, um, conversation or the ultimate Absolutely. outcome, um, is, is, you know, great advice. So, um, I, I wrap up every, every podcast with two questions. So no pressure. Uh, the, the first one is, uh, what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And the second one is if you could leave a note to all the customer service and customer experience professionals, what would it say? Okay. So the first one, um, because of, of where I am within the firm and really having to hone my skills even more has been Jacob Morgan's um, employee experience advantage book for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I have not only read it, but I've referenced it and um, tried to solicit it to other people like, no, read this, read this. You have to read this um, because th that's how, you know, um, incredibly passionate I am about uh, learning from others uh, strengths as well as, you know, what didn't work previously. I think that's just as important. Yeah. Um, in regard to leaving a note to all customer service or customer experience professionals, I really think that I would have to say being in the service industry or being in the experience industry really takes a type of person. It's not just who I am at work. It's who I am in life. You know, um, if, you know, I have, I have a son, he's eight, um, for his birthdays. I don't just like to, Oh, here, isn't this present awesome here? Isn't that present? You know, we had a little birthday party for you. I like experience birthday parties, you know, right. like let's, let's all go somewhere and do something or, um, you know, don't worry about presents. Everybody bring their, you know, 10 or $20 and let's go ice skating or rollerblade, you know, something like mm -hmm. that because the things don't matter. People aren't going to remember the things they're going to remember how they felt about an experience. And so if you're a type of person that can give like that and wants truly at heart the best for somebody else, there's no stopping you in this industry. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing advice. I, I don't know the quote exactly, so I might botch it, but it's, uh, it doesn't matter what uh, people say or do, it's how they make you feel. Absolutely. Um, and, and I, and I like that. And, and that goes back to both customer service and customer experience. So um, what is the best way for my listeners to connect with you? 
So I would um, definitely invite anyone that wants to um, connect to look me up on LinkedIn and just reference that, hey, you know, I heard you on Nick's podcast and I was really interesting and just being a, a connection and um, maybe, you know, when everything settles, coffee if they're in the local area. <laughs> if not, virtual coffee. Virtual coffee. <laughs> Thank you so much, Audrey. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.